Wright and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, the Omicron variant of VP candidates, Cohen, I am wow. Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. When you forgot to come up with a nickname last minute. Um, <laughs> folks, thanks so much for tuning the Omicron variant of well that's true because both biden and harris wanted to avoid me like the plague huh huh hey ah Ah. (laughs) so folks thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the muddy waters of freedom this is a muddy waters media production check us out everywhere all social media platforms all podcasting platforms everywhere on the internet and muddywatersmedia.com as well. Be sure, wherever you're watching or listening to this in this moment, be sure to share it, be sure to subscribe, be sure to like, be sure to comment, be sure to tweet and or retweet and tweet other people's retweets, retweet their tweets, then go and comment on their comment, like their comment, have them like your comment. Why is my, why, what was that? Why are you Max Hedrumming? That is a reference that not many people are going to understand. That's not good at all. All right, we're going to hopefully not have that happen anymore. That's No, it's still happening. Great. Neat. Hey, <laughs> kids. Um, do all those things. So be sure to share it right now. Share, 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 share. And if you're liking and subscribing to us on YouTube, don't just hit subscribe. Hit the little bell next to it because we want your phone to explode, positively explode with notifications every time we go live. Matt? What everybody should do also is if ever you find yourself watching Alex Jones, you should ask him why he stole Spike Cohen's background. And my shtick. Why why are you stealing Spike Cohen's background? Can't you come up with your own background, Alex? Why are you trying to be like Spike Cohen, Alex Jones? (laughs) First and foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fine people at Knock 'em All at Home for the cava I am drinking on this fantabulous episode and allow of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. The Le Bleu for this delicious, damn-tastic episode, uh, water that I'm drinking on this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Ulivanaka. Ulivanaka. I hope it doesn't keep doing that thing with the shutter. That's... Oh, no, did it again. That's great. That's good. That's good because it's live, so there's not a damn thing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it at this point. That's the best part. Absolutely. I can't even try to guess what's going on right now. Good stuff. Hey, folks. Yeah. Oh, good. Hey, (laughs) great news, everyone. This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest, second, well, no, the second largest and the fastest growing, not second fastest growing, the fastest growing caucus in the Libertarian Party. Be sure to become a member today of the absolute powerhouse that is taking over the Libertarian Party by going to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. And you can also become an official voting member of the Waffle House Caucus by going to, uh, you can go to the store at muddiedwatersmedia.com and then go press the store button and then you can get some Waffle House Caucus uh, shirts 
and buttons and all sorts of fun stuff to brighten up your day just in time for the holidays, huh? That's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need for the holidays is that. And then... That is what you need. The Gravy King. Joe Solosky. Joe Solosky is running for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe Solosky is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you'd like him to be, like to help him become the first governor of Pennsylvania, or the first libertarian governor ever, then be sure to go to Joe Solosky. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Jack Casey has written three books, at least. He might have written more. That's irrelevant to what we're talking about right now. Because I'm not concerned about those. I want you to buy... Because he doesn't give us money to promote them. He doesn't give us money for those ones. So I want you to stay very hyper-focused on the books that he's paying us to talk about. I'm not worried about the other things. Um, But Jack Casey has written these incredible books, I'm told. And uh, they are the... Royal Green, in silver throned, and crowned it by gold. Are they good? I have no idea. And I'll never know. No clue. And I don't care to know. Because if they are good, then I'd feel terrible about making fun of them. And if they're not good, then I certainly don't want to be associated with it. So uh, I'm just going to not know. And we're going to, I'm going to let you find out by going to theroyalgreen.com and purchasing them today. Thomas Queter, he's someone that I think is good, and I'll vouch for him because he's not a book. I don't have to read him. Thomas Queter is a great man. He is running for governor of the, or he's running governor. He's running in state senate. He's running for the 52nd district of New York. Uh, And he says, I run better than Albany, which he finds hilarious because he's a cripple in a wheelchair. And his legs do that. And he uh, he finds that hilarious. Um, I don't, and I'm very uncomfortable saying that. And he likes that discomfort that it creates in me because that's the kind of guy he is other than that he's a fantastic guy and frankly he's an amazing human and a great person too and if you want to help him become the first libertarian state senator in new york then go to tom for 52 that's t-o-m-f-o-r-5-2.com today Defy the power and stitches and glitches. We need to update this because now they got the other thing. But they uh, they have some incredible tumblers and water pipes. Not bongs. Water pipes. Huh? You know what I mean. But not a bongs. Yes. And they're incredible value. They are very well made. They're the highest quality. They keep your hots hot. They keep your warms warm. They keep your colds cold. And they keep your lukewarms lukewarm. And it magically knows that. You don't have to input anything it just knows what to do and uh in addition to that uh they also do full customization for free which is insane i've never ever heard of such a thing so be sure to go to stitchesandglitches.com or for libertarian flavored stuff go to defythepower.com but really they're the same company so you can go to either and get some incredible tumblers today matt so how was you? You went Max Hedrum. <laughs> if I'm gonna do the thing, then I might as well have the Max Hedrum. No, I get it. I, I get it. You absolutely, you absolutely should do it. Um, how was your weekend? It was great. Is this very distracting? Uh, not more than normal. Okay. Not more. Not more than other things. <laughs> not more than the 
the the orbit thing the spin um, right not more than the spinning globe the Hang spinning on, globe to, right i gotta move i, ha- I had a great moment shadows. on on kennedy last night last night i had a great moment where she introduced me as being you know live from the norad screen or something like that and i was like no 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 this is a green screen this isn't really happening behind me and it was like <laughs> and it was in the part where it's supposed to be quick and she just introduces the people and we're like, hi, Kennedy. And then she goes on and talks about whatever. And instead I did that and it completely threw her off. And she's like, oh, that's not that's not really happening behind you. And I'm like, no, it's just a trick. This isn't really happening. This this type of thing doesn't even really happen. Your and shirt was... has green. Your shirt has green in it. Yeah, just a little. Just enough to make yeah, it like, I... more distracting. Right, because like I'm seeing like the red lines going across. Yep. Yep. No, it's this is many things happening here, and then with the glitching, That's... with the thing that look, it did it again. Yeah. No, this yeah. is gonna be. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Is my computer plugged in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is my performance right. more? Yeah, because that's. Um... Yeah, I'm not okay. Um, there we go. So, okay, yep. Go ahead. You good? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, so as many people know, already out there, uh, on Friday, I asked my girlfriend to spend the rest of her life with me. I did not ask her to marry me. It was a very distinct difference because we are libertarians and I don't need to ask the government for permission, but we are still going to have a wedding and a ceremony and all that. And I was wondering if you would be my best man. Me? Well, yeah. well I didn't know. Cause you didn't say, I didn't yeah. know if you meant like the, if you, the people, the, the, the general population of people you. watching us right now, <laughs> like you. if you were using the like royal you, no, I'd be, I'd be honored right. to, I'd be honored to. Awesome. Thank you. Thank I'd you. I'd be happy I'm, to. If, if I don't glitch I've, I've out. I've always wanted Max I've always wanted Max Hedrum to be my best man. This is great, little fella. <laughs> be happy that you're gonna spend the rest the rest of your life rest of your life together. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. I don't either. Um it's not at all distracting either. Um <laughs> Well, I, I am glad uh, we are tentatively planned for October 22nd. So uh, mark it on your calendar. I was going to say, let me <laughs> just not like... be too quick to say yes, <laughs> since I now live the kind of life where I may already be booked for so, something. Thanks, Brian. Sorry, Idaho. <laughs> I just yeah, made sorry. plans. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Bay Area Libertarian Caucus. Uh, yeah, no, uh, um, yeah, no, I, that's clear. So I will mark that right now. Excellent. Matt and Sarah not getting married. Okay, cool. Yeah, not no, thank you. I'm married. honored to do it. I'm honored no, to I'm, do it. I'm, and I'm, I can't I'm, wait. And I am, um, you know, I, I, you are like you are my best friend and you're like a brother to me and uh i can't imagine another person i would rather have standing next to me thank you man 
on that day. And I love you too. And what I really love is the chutzpah that you have to just ask me live. Because what if I been like, <laughs> no. actually, I've never approved of a of a Jew marrying a Gentile, which would be weird because my wife's a Gentile. Right. I was going to so say. you didn't know that. No, you weird. knew that. No, yeah. I guess you didn't. I, I knew but that not, that was going to be. Not like okay. that, though. <laughs> so this episode, well, I'm I'm honored to do it. I love you like an absolute, like a like you are family. You're like a brother. You are a brother, and yeah. I'm happy to do it. And you know what also I'm happy to do? Hmm. Why, that's the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment uh, brought to you by Mudwater coffee alternative if you woke up today and said mike spike matt ah you're in my room what the hell is it just happened i'm scared but hey while you're here as my fear is wearing down i'd like you to know something there was once a man did i did i have i, have I told people the story of 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 jack devalier no i don't believe so no one has heard the story of Jacques devalier no, I don't believe so. Jacques de Vallier was a great man who lived in my in my hometown. Jacques de Vallier lived in in my hometown of Edelborough <laughs> in France. And Jacques That's your hometown. got to know Jacques de got to know he he was a great man and and we had we had all of our we were a small town in Ethelburton and we we wished <laughs> we only we thought the finest of him we thought he'd go on to make to put us on the map of France and he and he he but he went he he disappeared and it was a very sad time so the mud water uh coffee replacement has masala chai cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. And if you're thinking, that sounds like that might taste interesting in my mouth, huh? Yeah, no, you're right. All those things are definitely what that would seem like. You're definitely going to want to add some honey or some sugar or maybe coffee. Yeah, you're going to want to um, do something. that. You're going to add something there. But I, uh, I, I do drink this. Um, it's very good, and it does help me. It's got one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, just enough caffeine <laughs> to get you up and ready for the morning, like this. I was going to see if it did the jitter thing. That would be so funny. Like this. <laughs> no? Okay. But not so much caffeine that you end up having crashes and depression and a slight addiction and heart problems, like this. I have addictions and a heart problem. That's me. That's, that's, I could just do a screen where it's just you, like this, and it just shows you. Oh, (laughs) just now it's like the more I move, the more it's your, anyway. So, uh, if you want to get some mud water, go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, and you can get your mud water today. Matt? Yes. So, As we all know and have been paying attention to for the last two years. Yes. Yeah, because that was in 2019. That was was January of 19. Wait, no, it wasn't. It was January of... Because we broke the news when Josh Smith was on on the show to talk about his run for chair. 
Which which run? That's what I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, it might have been the second one. I I thought it was January of nineteen. You would think that these would be things that I put in the notes, but no, these are not things. No, I, I think that notes. I know them. <laughs> um, January of nineteen. It was January of nineteen, according to Wikipedia, of course. But you know, I feel like I can trust that one. Yeah. It was. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was January of nineteen, and that's when we had him on the show. Because at the time, we were all like, "This, it's terrible if it happened, but it's." No, when we had Josh Smith on, it was Red Hat Kid. It was Nick Sandman. Well, at any rate, when we did talk <laughs> about it, I remember we were like, okay, so if this happened, this is terrible. Right. This sounds awful sus. We were saying sus before the kids were. Right. Because <laughs> Among Us hadn't come out yet. Actually, no, actually, Among Us has been around for like seven years or something like that, but it, or four right. years or something. We knew. But it hadn't become we were, popular. We knew. No, we, we were into it. We, we were big Among Us. Right. <laughs> yeah, big, big Among Us players. Yeah, so uh, January of 2019, um, we started covering this story and then we stopped because, well, we, we knew it wasn't a story. Um, yeah. But Jesse Smollett, was found guilty nearly two years later of five felony charges last Thursday. These were, I could only, like, I just really need to read one. Um, <laughs> making a false police report, he was the victim of a hate crime to Officer Mohammed Beg, and making a false re police report, he was the victim of battery to Beg. And then you Excellent. can just repeat those multiple times. I like that, that it's just they have a two. specific crime for lying to Officer Beg. Like, it, it's not just that you lied. You lied to Officer Beg. Well, he also lied to Detective Kimberly Murray. Uh, again, a separate crime. Kimberly Murray, Mohammed Beg. They are the uh, Jacques de Gatineau's <laughs> of Chicago. As you know, in my in my hometown... Of Ed and Ed and Tom and France, Jacques de Castouet was a a great great man, a a brilliant, uh, a darling of a man, both bright Wonderful. and 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 also approachable. And so it didn't feel like you were like you were like you didn't feel intimidated by him. You just felt compelled to 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 just push him along and to help him along and to to cheer him on because we knew that when he would when he would get older that he would he would amount to great things for our town of france but then he he disappeared and it was a sad it was a sad time sad, sad day sad day a sad time but speaking sad of a day. sad time it's a sad time for for uh, famed uh another french uh man who's not from Aden uh uh juicy smollier who has uh who has been found guilty of five counts of lying to officers muhammad Beg and detective kimberly murray which is how how could you look at them in the eyes and lie 
and lie to them how could you lie Damn. to these wonderful wonderful people i'm gonna I'm <laughs> officer gonna find, mohammed beg and detective kimberly mohammed murray Bay. and as we know that when this happened literally anybody on the left mm. immediately came out and talked about what a travesty this was and how yeah. terrible it was and how uh you know, we we should not live in a country in which this still happens. And mm -hmm. even the sitting president and vice president weighed in. These are the same people that implied that Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were just swinging, missing a lot during yeah. this time period. But uh, <laughs> Kamala Harris tweeted, Juicy Smollier is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery this was an attempted modern day lynching no one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin we must mm. confront this hate and then somebody who runs joe biden's twitter because it wasn't joe biden no. said what happened today to juicy smollier must never be tolerated in this country we must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homia, ho, homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. We were all stunned by Jesse's bravery. The gay Tupac, as it were, as he said, because we all remember when Was Tupac, that him? Yeah. I thought the gay, Tupac, the was gay Tupac. Tupac. And the thing is, I don't recall Tupac lying to Officer Mohammed Beg. By the way, I can't find there are actually many Mohammed Begs, including the former uh, uh, chief and staff, uh, chief of staff the, of the military of the of Egypt during the, I believe Six Day War. But a different, not I mean, maybe related, but not <laughs> maybe related possibly related i mean I i'm not gonna guy. say well at any rate so juicy's going is he going he's facing jail time right he yeah so um fun fact those tweets i screenshotted those tweets yesterday they have not pulled those tweets down <laughs> even <laughs> after everything they're i mean they are they are holding strong commit as, as strongly as Jesse Smollett, who in his trial doubled down on the story that he's been spewing since January of 19, even though there is video evidence and uh, text evidence and a check that proves that all of his story is crap, he is yeah. he's stuck to it through the trial. Mm -hmm. um, gay Tupac. So, gay Tupac. The gay Tupac hey. would never, ever, ever admit to lying to Officer Begg or Detective Kimberly Murray. Um, Murray. So he now, the odds are he's going to, he does technically face prison, but odds are he's going to receive restitution and pay back uh, 130000 that was spent looking for the two white, racist, MAGA-hatted, bleach and rope-carrying it's just such a stupid story. It was just so stupid. As I was like, typing did... this, I was like, oh my God, this is so dumb. Outside at two in the morning during one of the coldest nights of the year in Chicago's bluest district, 
Yeah, it was like negative 20. I was like some freak winter storm they were having. Yeah. And, and it was they the... were just out looking for... Oh, and they knew he was the gay guy. They said, that's the gay N-word from, uh, from Empire. Because, you know, white <laughs> racist MAGA hat people they with, didn't, with nooses. They didn't say gay. All... They said oh, F-word was... for gay per. It was oh. F-word for gay person. N-word, F-word. And what was what made it even more unrealistic was that they said like they literally said n-word and f-word and not the actual words which i think would have made me as the gay tupac wonder maybe these are the people i just hired to do this but no he's certain that it's someone else yes (laughs) so (laughs) yeah on the coldest night when he went out for when he woke awoke at 2 a.m and needed a subway, subway sandwich. sandwich as one does he was carb crazy as one he was probably <laughs> doing keto to keep his figure down and then he was like i need carbs i need to subway eat fresh and so he he you know i mean talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time he went out into like the most progressive part of chicago during that snowstorm and two really racist possible clan members um knew him from empire and said, well that's perfect yeah that if not clan members they were definitely trump fans yes definitely trump yeah, well, they were wearing because the hats. MAGA, right yeah. they were wearing the hats i mean you have to be a committed white supremacist to be nigerian and still <laughs> want to still want to be uh that's just so stupid. I so I heard the funniest thing to me was in all of this was when we first got this story and had to tell it during the show. And we're trying to like we're not trying to do the like oh that's fake. I'll take five hundred dollars for things that never happened, Alex, because things do happen, and I, we don't want to look like schmucks. But we're reading this and we're like, this is the dumbest thing. And we're this trying to be cool. Story. We're like, listen, if this is true then it's terrible and whoever is you know did it needs to be found and and you know, punished and whatever and we're like this is super super incredible of a story and then it turns out it's still true <laughs> it's still this it's still true it's so true during the during during the trial i didn't follow this one that closely cuz i was like i did, i know how this is ending i don't need to watch this um yes. but <laughs> trial uh he testified that with one of the brothers uh like two days beforehand he was having uh cocaine fueled violent gay sex at a bathhouse with him. yeah you told me about this and i haven't read this so he was and that isn't that where he got this idea of being beaten <laughs> uh, i think that was Implied. I don't know if that's where he. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> not sure if that was a joke that we came up with or if that was actually in there. Um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah. So he 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 tested <laughs> he testified to this on the stand, and then he's like, "Well," and then you wrote him a check for the money. No, no, that was for nutrition. It was for nutrition tips that he gave me. 
130k i want to give jesse smollier nutrition tips now i'll do it for half of that i don't think he needs them if he goes to jail i'll actually you know what if anything he needs them even more you know to make sure he doesn't mess up his macros while he's in there and i'm going to tell him number one definitely stay away from ramen stay away from 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 yeah so so speaking of stories uh we've got (laughs) idiotic trials that were forced idiotic trials that are being botched by one side or the other in this case here's one that's also well i guess this one's being botched by the defense too although i get i think in jussie's defense or jussie's defense's defense what the hell are they supposed to do right they've been hired by someone yeah they've been hired by someone who all there's like tremendous amounts of evidence they have everything but a confession and he's like nope i'm gonna put the system on trial this (laughs) happened and they're like well okay my client says that this totally happened your honor this 100 percent happened here's a case where it should be a slam dunk and yet not so much and that's the Gillen Maxwell Gillen Maxwell trial yeah uh so the prosecution and the Gillen Maxwell trial being led by Comey's daughter um actually i don't know if it's being led by comey's daughter but i know she's on the prosecution she's on the thing yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know if she's the head lead prosecutor uh they are just saying they don't care at all when it comes to this um the trial was expected to run six weeks or more with the prosecution calling witnesses until mm, i don't know after christmas yeah they rested two days ago, three days ago now. They rested on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. And the amount of info, because everybody was like, we can't wait to find out what's what all the information on all of the terrible people who are out there and all of the terrible things that they have done. And yeah. the information that has leaked that wasn't already known like prince andrew flew on the lolita express that bill clinton was on the lolita express that donald trump was on the lolita express things that were already known or at least suspected Mm -hmm. the only thing that really leaked is alec baldwin is in the little black book which i mean he's having a tough year he didn't tough year for alec he never knows who's having a you know who's having a worse year than Alec Baldwin? Don't. The family of the cinematographer that he shot in the face. Um, much worse year for them. Definitely. Their Christmas. Their Christmas is not as. Their happy. Christmas is canceled. Yeah. Um, Probably because so, they're in yeah. California and there's more restrictions. Yeah, their Christmas was already canceled. Now it's ruined too. Um, the. Uh, it's just incredible like so i i actually i posted or tweeted about this i actually posted and tweeted about this uh back when they rested they 
almost screwed up being able to release the black book because they did it wrong. They tried to use yeah. it, bring in an expert expert witness to read from it, even though that expert had nothing to do with the collection of the information. So they were really only able to talk about it in the aggregate towards the end of the trial. Um, they focused so much on these FedEx delivery log records, even though they exonerated her of having anything to do with mailing out the lingerie. That was one of the smoking guns that they supposedly had. And yet they knew, they already had read the log records and knew that there was nothing in there that showed she had ever mailed out lingerie to anyone. And in fact, it did show her mailing out other stuff that was perfectly fine, like other work-related stuff. So she had access to the UPS account but wasn't using it to send stuff out. So that's gone. And that was what they put their main focus on. There were no other smoking guns. They supposedly were going to put all these different people on the stand. None of that happened. And now the prosecution team is, or the defense team, which is made up of some of the best former prosecutors alive right now, is going to do their defense. Yeah, and they are calling 35 witnesses, 35 witnesses, which at the time of writing these notes, and I didn't check back today to uh, see if any names had been released, uh, note the list of witnesses is unknown. Mm. Unknown. Yeah. Um, and, but when it got like, the way that the prosecution has been, yeah, the way the prosecution has been in this case, and uh, the fact that it, the media coverage has been minimal. Like, you can find it. You can go out and you can search for yeah, it. Yeah, it's out there. They're not it. hiding but, it, but it, yeah. yeah. Right. But it, it's not leading any stories. Uh, it's not the headlines at any major news publications. Um, yeah. I think she. I think she's going to walk. She's going to walk. I think she's, she's walking. Gonna walk. She's going to walk. She's going to walk. And in, in the, 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 you know, now that I'm a, a regular media darling, in the media's defense, um, I, 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 no, I do want to say, I mean, yes, they, they aren't covering this as breathlessly as they would if this looked like it was going to indict more Republicans. But honestly, Fox hadn't even been covering it all that much. And I think the two main no. reasons are, no, number one, the, uh, the federal government doesn't allow cameras in the courtroom. So it's, they're having to, kind of fluff stories out of what happened as opposed to showing it um you know i i do think if they had cameras in the in the courtroom we'd be getting more access to it um but the other thing is the prosecution hasn't really delivered anything newsworthy other than they suck like there's not <laughs> there hasn't been when, a when the... <laughs> like the big the big i remember one day the biggest thing they covered was the fact that uh Jelaine maxwell turned around and started counter drawing the 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 sketch artist she like passive aggressively was like staring at the sketch artist and drawing her back like you know the it, 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 i guess to establish her dominance and that was the biggest story of the day cuz the she, prosecution's case she, was a nothing burger that day she she really didn't like the uh <laughs> the drawings that were coming out of her I don't blame her. They were terrible. I would be mad. I would be like, can we get someone that does photorealism? Because these cheekbones deserve that. And I, this chin deserves that. Right. 
no i i understand like you you need the jawline to be to be well sculpted yeah don't do by like the hands of an artist with... yeah don't not like, by do some, some weird, like sketch garbage mi- right no absolutely not i mean i'm gonna it's gonna be the yeah, trial of the century with me you know i flip my camaro <laughs> into the police station or whatever like it's gonna be a big deal and i really would hope that you'd bring out someone nice so I get it, but no, she's walking. She's definitely walking. Yeah, she's uh, walking. Um, so before we get into that one, uh, a story that I wanted to throw in here that I didn't. Uh, hmm. Have you heard about Cuomo's? Well, the Cuomo brothers not having a good year either. Hundred um, percent unemployment rate. Um, I mean, talk about build only, back better. Uh, governor Cuomo, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. I had to think about which Cuomo brother was the governor. Um, he has all of the money he made on his COVID book. He has to give to New York <laughs> because it, it turned out that he used like government aids and government services to do it while he was governor. So now they're like, no, you owe us all of that money. <laughs> the freaking sack on this guy. Oh my gosh. Well, that's good. So the so if nothing, I mean, if you're going to kill thousands of elderly and disabled people, in order to scale scare the rest of everyone else into accepting your draconian, it's quasi fascist uh, lockdowns that ultimately did nothing to actually stop the disease or even slow it, uh, then you might as well recoup the taxpayer their costs for your freaking passion play book you made about yourself. <laughs> It's 5.1 million or 5.2. It's five point something. Um, I don't, I don't want to get Facebook opinion checked. Um, this man is a sitting yet. governor writing books about being the governor and making millions of dollars. And no one had a problem with that. And nobody had an issue with it up until he got accused of sexual assault and harassment. Yes, of harassing, which again, how freaking disgusting and grody. But I'm happy every time that I've been asked my opinion about it or I've seen anyone else prominent, especially in the liberty world, who was asked about this whole thing. They're like, that was terrible. But honestly, it would have been better if he were getting in trouble for the thousands of elderly and disabled Mm -hmm. people he killed. Like that would be much more appropriate if it takes this fine but it should have taken this and jail time should have been included and then this week uh chris cuomo's like lead like his right hand man his like his lead producer or something like that was arrested by the fbi for grooming uh girls as young as nine and attempted on a seven-year-old to teach them how to as the article says, cock worship and paying like mothers $3,000 to fly their daughters to him at his like ski chalet in New York. Um, And who is this? That's Chris Cuomo's former CNN Cuomo. Chris. Yeah. Chris, Um, Chris Cuomo's uh, uh, producer, like head producer. And you I have guys, a big, don't I have an assumption. E- yeah. I have an assumption mm-hmm. 
that it could possibly have something to do with why Chris was fired. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you don't want to keep being called pedophiles, stop being pedophiles. Or ebophile. Well, no, this one's pedophiles. Um, You know, who knew that a position of, of power and influence that you can use to control people would attract sexual predators. Um, speaking of sexual predators in a large group, the White House has announced uh, <laughs> that they are aiming to restore faith in government, Matt. Yes. They they said that they are going to restore the faith in the government and the American well, that's people. that's fantastic. So obviously this means that they'll be, I don't know, um, declassifying the JFK documents or... Uh, stopping, stop utilizing the government to spy on us through our phone cams or through mm-hmm. our, you know, web or webcams or, you know, through CCTV or whatever. Um, Jokes or, on them; they could just watch us. Right, they can watch us whenever they want. They really. Just watch our show. Um, yeah. We've got we have eleven thousand hours of content this year. Watch whatever That'll you want. Keep them busy. Um, yeah. Um, or you know the stopping the authoritarian use of OSHA to you know uh, end bodily autonomy for everybody, anything like obviously when you're talking about uh, restoring faith in government, this is what they yes. mean. Mm. Well, no. What they mean is uh, you can now get passports online and you can speed up social security payments and money. Uh, coming to but if you want to see a very terrifying quote here's joe biden the bottom line is we're going to make the government work more effectively this will be a go a long way into restoring faith in the government whenever joe biden says we're going to make the government work more effectively i get chills yeah because we've seen Here. what that means. <laughs> this man can't effectively go through a meeting without crapping his pants, and he's going to make the government more effective. That's okay. Last night, <clears throat> uh, I was on a panel talking about Joe Biden's mental health, where I flat out said, listen, we've been watching this man sundown in front of us for like two or three years. And the Democrat that they had on the panel said, you know, I think a lot of people here are being awful judgmental about Joe Biden's stutter. And the rest of us are like, he wanders off. That's not a stutter. He doesn't even really stutter. This isn't about stuttering. Like, people stutter. I don't have, I mean, Donald Trump will, like, I mean, give me a break. Stutter? Stutter? He stands there with his hands like clenched like this because he's having a moment. Like stutter, he complains that his handlers aren't letting him go. Up, oh, I did the thing again. That his handlers aren't letting him, you know, get out, and that they don't—they limit who he can talk to. He like has these moments like where Grandpa doesn't like how they're treating him at the home, but <laughs> but that's all a stutter, Matt. It's all yeah. He overcame a stutter to not have one. For his entire time in politics, he overcame a stutter and th- to not stutter, but also display 
all of the telltale signs of dementia for the last three years and in a worsening manner. Yeah. And, and in each, a worsening each manner. Each day. Yeah. I don't know. Each I think day, the but... last time each, yeah, each day it gets worse. I don't, I think the last time I was as disappointed as I am now, uh, is when Jacques de Gatineau, uh, disappeared from our small town of um, France and France. And, uh, and he, because Matt, I probably told you this before. Uh, Jacques de Calitois was a just a, a, an incredible down to earth person, but also the most brilliant man. Why I, I I think if if he were to be in a room of a hundred people, why you couldn't find you couldn't find ninety people in there that were smarter than him. In fact, indeed, I doubt you could even find seventy people in there who were smarter than than Jacques de Croix. And, and, and even even 40 or as low as 30 people you would be hard-pressed to find in that room as smart as, as Jacques. In fact, I'm not even sure that anyone in that room would be smarter than Jacques. And yet then he just disappeared and it was very sad. Very, very sad. I miss Jacques. He's a, he, 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 was, he was great. Uh, so um, the now we know it's not sad, though. And I'll tell you, that is the next segment, which is the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Started a little high there. Um, where you can go to anchor.fm slash muddywaters and leave us messages. But hey, hey, friend, while you're there at anchor.fm slash muddywaters, add a slash subscribe and become a subscriber to Muddy Waters today. Join the muddied army of the muddied mud people. M- militia. The mud The mudlicia of mud it's subscribe today and you get access to ad free content you get access to uh subscriber only content every every couple weeks and then you also every month and we did this last week every month one one thursday a month we do the muddy zoom where we all get onto a zoom call you hang out with me and matt and jason lyon and and eskimo and all the other really cool muddy peoples the whole muddy crew and all the subscribers and we hang out together and we say hey you know all those people that don't sub- subscribe <laughs> i wonder what they're doing losers and so all of that for the low cost of ten dollars a month but if you don't want to subscribe you don't have to you can still go to muddy waters or uh, anchor.fm slash muddy waters and you can leave messages for us by pressing the message button. You do not have to be a subscriber to leave a message or for us to play it here and answer your questions. But we will like you more. A lot more. Like a lot more. Like a lot more. Like we're going to like you so much more. And unless so your name with is that. Tom, Tom Arnold. Unless you're, well, yeah. Yeah, if you're Tom, Tom Arnold, Arnold subscribed like... in here. Right. And so we have we have two questions, including one from uh, someone new. Uh, his name is Abil. Hey, Spike, have you been following the crisis in Ethiopia? The U.S. has subtly been pushing for regime change through our proxies and the media. I just wanted your thoughts on I it. I can't hear that. You can't hear it? No. Hey, Spike, have you been following the crisis that? in Ethiopia? I cannot, no, I the can't U- hear that. Ah, here's why. Oh, you've been hearing the garbage microphone this whole time, haven't you? 
That is funny. How do I sound now? Oh, wow. You sound so much better. <laughs> okay. Here, we're going to do that again. So here is the thing from Ebia. Oh. Hey, Spike. Have you been following the crisis hey. in Ethiopia? The U.S. has subtly been pushing for regime change through our proxies and the media. I just wanted your thoughts on it. Yeah, I've been hearing, Abil, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for leaving the message. And uh, I've been hearing about there's a crisis with the, is it the Tigray people or something like that? And yes, it has very strong elements of they're pushing for a new regime because it's the same stuff they do with China and the Uyghurs where they're trying to make it sound like there's this massive Holocaust going on and we have to do something. The difference being, of course, we aren't going to do a damn thing about China. Like there's not, there may be some saber rattling. I think they did some, uh, they did some uh, uh, um, uh, embargoes on some sanctions against specific people and businesses. But like Ethiopia, they can freaking just bomb Ethiopia and, and put in a new regime if they want to. Like Ethiopia is a sitting duck. Uh, and we have, uh, we have troops in Djibouti. <laughs> Djibouti. <laughs> like a lot of them. We got so many troops in Djibouti. Um, and, uh, and the whole region, it, it would be on the scale of things, easy to do regime change there. And by easy, I mean, dozens or hundreds of Americans will die. Countless tens or hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of Ethiopians will die and will waste well over a trillion dollars over the course of several years, only to end up replacing who we added, who we removed with the same people or something worse. Yes, um, I've never heard of it, so I oh, I am yeah. going to defer to what you said. Yeah, yeah, I I know I know of of pretty much everything I just said. I know very little. I've looked at it just enough to go, yeah, no, they're saber rattling hard. And see, the, we have the new saber rattling. We have woke saber rattling now. Instead of back in the day, it'd be like these people, they're trying to threaten our lives, but we're too strong for that. We're gonna go in there and kick their asses. Now it's like, oh my gosh, these people are not being intersectional and they're not respecting the equity and inherent divisions that are being caused by their discrimination. It's unfair, and we need to do something both brave and stunning. It's like they. It's like this new woke ver. And we're gonna you send sound like all a character trans- on Freedom Tunes. Yes, we're gonna send. Yes. We're going to send all of our trans women of color there to yes, queen their way through the bodies of hundreds of thousands of Ethiopian children. This is just it's the new form of of imperialist saber rattling. And it's it's corporate media approved. And it makes me sick, makes my skin crawl. Because then if I say that, they go, what do you have against trans women of color? And I'm like, well, I'd rather not use them as murderers. That's my thing. I don't have a problem with trans women of color or trans women of any color or just women of color or color people, people of color, woo, uh, and uh, or trans people that aren't of color or really anything. I don't have a problem with anyone. I think they're all, everyone's great. Everyone is equally fantastic. I just, and I equally don't want any of them to murder people, all of them. So here's the one from Alex Boyer. We haven't heard from him in a bit. We have hello, hello, Alex from Virginia calling in on the personal injury attorney Chris Brown's attorney law anchor call in moment. And, um, talent anvil, right? I mean, it it's a problem when the CIA is like, hey, you guys are killing a bit too many civilians, right? He, what are your thoughts? He said talent, 
Thank you. Talon Anvil? Talon Anvil, yeah. That's the, that, uh, Afghanistan, or Syria. Yeah, yeah, it was the thing that just got released about, yeah, about the CIA. The the CIA is saying that these, these drone strike people with the military are just taking it too far. The CIA say, CIA, one of the most murderous organizations in American history would like you to know that our military is a bit out of control right now. The, the, the CIA, the, it was at what, from 2011 to 2019, 114,000 bombs. I think I like this is off the top of my head from what I read. Um, 114,000 bombs were dropped uh, across civilian, acro- across Syria to attack ISIS and only hit civilians. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, then, uh, when this, and, and initially when this... were being blamed on ISIS until they, that wasn't tenable anymore. That group would like you to know that the military's gone a bit too far in their book. Right. Yeah, that's, that's... just... Ah, that is freaking amazing. And the best part about all of this, guys, is that no one is going to be punished. There is no policy change. And they're not even really admitting to it yet. Um, you know, one of my favorite spike, one of my favorite American, um, tales, if you will, uh, my first favorite American tale is five goes West. My second favorite American tale is that yes, the, uh, military and intelligence in this country have been committing massive atrocities around the globe and here. In the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s, the 1980s, the 1990s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. But no one was ever punished. No policy changes were made. Anyone who's still alive has been promoted, which means they totally aren't doing it anymore. And if you think they are, then there's something wrong with you and you're weird. How's your tinfoil hat feel? Yeah. I like this background. Yep. Um, I have my stagnant background right here that never changes. That never and changes. <laughs> and you're Max Hedrum um, or Alex Jones. Uh, no, this is definitely Max Hedrum. The other one, this is Alex Jones. This is, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> That's a first. Um, <laughs> this is Alex Jones. That's okay. Alex Jones. When you're sitting up there as my best man and the officiants, like, Matt, do you? You're going to be like, yes, he does. Yes. Let me just say, Matt, hang on. Like, I don't want to interrupt you, Matt. Hold but on, Matt. Sorry. I'm going to let you finish. Matt, real quick. I'm going to let you finish. I introduce you. My friend Matt is going to be giving his <laughs> vows right now. Matt, go ahead. Sarah, oh, thank you so much. Back, Matt, right, with the vows, ladies and gentlemen. Sarah. um anyway anyway uh yeah it's no surprise that (laughs) u.s um wasted a bunch of bombs to kill people that they weren't intending to what is shocking is when the cia says we may have overdone it (laughs) 
Oh, man. I like the, the new vibe of the CIA going, they're worse than us. And then the military going, well, maybe, but we'd never admit to it. It's like the Norm MacDonald bit where he says he's a deeply closeted homosexual. And right. it's like the military going, <laughs> listen, King. we're deeply, we're deeply closeted mass murderers. And everyone's like, oh, so you're mass murderers. Well, no. Don't you know what deeply closeted no. means? I would never <laughs> admit to being a masked murderer. So I'm telling you, I'm not a uh, mass murderer. Larry King was so confused by that interview. It was so great. Are are you telling me that right now or right now are, you're are you breaking news? And he's like, You're you're yeah, no. No. You, you he's know like, what do you know the definition of homosexual of deeply closeted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's someone who would not never <laughs> ever admit that they're a homosexual. So I'm telling you and and he's like, so wait, but you are gay. And and he's like, hey, 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 buddy. Like, I, anyway, yes. <laughs> that is such a, that is such a great, great bit. That was a, that was uh, a great bit. But yes, no, this, the CIA is concerned that the mass murder of the military is worse than theirs. Yes. It's a sad, <laughs> so. it's a sad moment. Um, It's, it's. Again, it brings up some of the feelings that I, I bury down during the holiday season of Jacques de Crostineau, who was a is this leader. Is his cousin? Huh? Is this his, is so Jacques, this Jacques, Jacques, Jacques de Gatineau? Jacques was a, a brilliant man and a leader. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I remember the first time I met him. I was a, I was a little child just running through the cobbled streets of, of God's France. And when I would, and I went my little, and I have my, my beret on and my little, my little, uh, bagnet. What's it called? No. What's the bread called? Baguette. 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 I was wearing a beret and I had my baguette and a cig- and I was smoking an, a, a self-rolled filterless cigarette as we are wont to do in, in France, and I was, uh, uh, or we call it France, because we're French, and uh, and we, I'm 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 walking down, and I tumble down on the on the cobblestone roads, the uneven cobblestone roads, and uh, my cigarette flew out of my mouth, and thankfully I fell on the on the baguette, uh, and the beret had a little padding there too, or I'd certainly be dead, but I was I was still hurt and. And more than that, I was confused and sad um, because my that was the last bit of money that my parents had given me to go out and get a baguette for Hanukkah. And we and we we and so we I'm lying there in the, the, the ruins of the baguette and thinking this beret is probably broken, too. And, and that was the gift from from the Hanukkah past Hanukkah's ruin. And then and out of nowhere comes Jacques de Coutinho, and he he said oh hey, Spike hey, are you okay and that's how he talked and I said well physically yes but emotionally no I'm not okay I'm not okay and 
And he said, well, uh, what is the problem? And I said, I, I fell and my, my baguette is, is ruined. It's not even a baguette anymore. Look, the, here come the pigeons. They come and take what is left of it. And my beret, is, is, she is broken. And then the cigarette, oh, disaster. And so he says, I will fix all of this. And so he goes, we go to the bakery, and he buys me a brand new fresh baguette. And I said, oh, what a tremendous thing you have done to me, for me, Jacques de Clatenois. And I am so happy. This surely nothing could be better on this, the final day of Hanukkah. And he said, ah, I am only getting started, eh? And then we went to the clothier, the clothier in French, and found the <laughs> finest berets they had. And he was, it was a beautiful beret. And he said, eh, you can wear this. Eh? And I went, I don't know if it'll fit. And so we got a, the, the custom clothier came over and fit it to my head. And we got a perfectly fit beret for me. And I said, oh, Jacques. Oh, this is incredible. And it's, there's just no way that this could ever be better. This could never... You can, you have topped yourself, Jacques de Clatonois. There's no way that you could ever do better than this. And Jacques said, oh, I am only beginning. And then he signed me up for a lifetime, for a year's supply of uh, nicotine patches. Uh, because even though back then in the 80s in France, cigarette smoke was seen as healthy, he knew. He, he knew he was a smart man and ahead of his time by at least 20 or 30 years. And he knew that cigarette smoking was no, 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 very bad. And so he he got me off of 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 this of the hard stuff. He got me off of cigarettes and then also the thing with the bread. And I remember in that time I said, Jacques de Gatineau, de Gatineau, I love you. You are like you are like my father. My father was never there for me. And but you finally, I have a father figure. And he said, I, I do what I can. I like to think of myself as the father of our town of France. And I said, that's good. Thank you. And so we all had our, our hopes pinned on Jacques de Gatonois. And I and then he disappeared. And it was very sad. Very sad. We all miss Jacques de Gatonois. Gatonois. You got to know. Yeah. Shocked to get to know. You used to get letters from that guy. Miss him. We did. Um, he, we did. And then he disappeared. Again, with the hopes we were so high. We thought president of France or maybe even the, the head of the UN. You know, such incredible things. Maybe the he, he president of France or maybe even just the head of the UN. You know, I mean, like after he's president of France, like is it like a dignitary role? Right, or he could have been yeah, the head of obviously. NATO. He could have been the civilian head of NATO because uh, Jacques de Gatineau, he would have never, he would have never joined the French military, not in the the tatters it was in. So Julian Assange. Oh man, I had such a good segue, but I think really? I was like, I, that I, I might don't be going too far. I we no, might you're. Be. Alex Boyer no. said, was Jacques Duvalier an entirely different person? And I was going to say, no, Spike just suffered a stroke. And speaking of Julian Assange. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't say that. Yeah. So that would Julian have been, Assange. Uh, that would have been a, a step too far. That would have been too far on a, on a pro August program like ours. Um, so Julian Assange, speaking of, uh, the U.S. government, uh, it's surprising absolutely no one, uh, the U.S. government uh, in exchange for uh, Prince Andrew not having to testify in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, the U.S. government has won its appeal uh, of a British court ruling that uh, 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 Julian Assange extradition uh, on Espionage Act charges can proceed and he will be um, sent to the U.S., which sets the stage for the WikiLeaks founder to be sent to the U.S. to face trial and possibly the death penalty. Actually, no, they did assure there was an assurance that he would not face the death penalty or supermax. And as we know, when the U.S. government makes promises about its foreign detainees, it always keeps them sometimes. Now, a lower court uh, had a lower court judge had ruled in January that Assange would be at risk of suicide or other harm if held if held in American custody. And the U.S. promised they cross their heart, hope to die. <laughs> that he would be held in the most strict confinement, you know, like Epstein. So he wouldn't be able to commit suicide. So again, the ruling was reversed. Again, when the U.S. government says they're going to protect a high-profile defendant from suicide, you can believe that on a stack of you. If they could swear on a stack of Jeffrey Epstein's, none of whom killed themselves. None of whom killed themselves. Um, so the ruling was reversed, and then Julian. I don't mean to laugh at this. And then Julian suffered a stroke the next day. It was a mild stroke. It was a mild it stroke. Was it was a, still a stroke. It, it was, was a stroke. extreme stress. I don't want to down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doctors from all over have testified uh, that Assange suffers from severe depression, which we have been able to basically witness just watching the deterioration of himself over the course of uh well since he left the embassy um you just see how he's been deteriorating uh over the stress and the depression and everything uh of all of this but um they say that he suffers from severe depression and other mental illnesses that are triggered by the years he has spent on the run and he would be grave risk of yeah, no, not even. And he's at grave risk of suicide if extradited to the U.S. Because, you know, someone, my voice just cracked like I'm going through puberty. Someone, um, <clears throat> someone, someone uh, <laughs> like the kid on The Simpsons. Uh, order number 48. Um, someone's at much higher risk of suicide when they're held in an American jail. Yeah, no, his risk, to... his risk of suicide is very high, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Um, now, the Biden administration, the bastion 
of free speech known as the Biden administration has continued to press ahead uh, with Assange's indictment over his alleged role in assisting whistleblower Chelsea Manning to to release thousands of State Department documents, uh, cables, and other classified information. Mm -hmm. Now, as we all remember, from 10 years ago, That was 10 years ago. As we all remember from 10 years ago, uh, WikiLeaks is where Chelsea Manning released the documents um, that that included thousands of documents outlining U.S. perceptions of foreign regimes and helped trigger major unrest in countries like Tunisia, where the 2011 revolution was spurred in part by revelations of domestic corruption outlined in the document. Basically, yep. the and, U.S. And, said, we don't like this, so let's plan this, this, and this, so that way we can not, we can just have them fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then and we'll when that protect us. When that ended up triggering the Arab Spring, they said, oh, good, here's our chance to knock off a bunch of people that we don't like, and maybe some that we do, but hey whatever it takes huh and then that made things way worse and that's it that's a hillary clinton special by the way that's hillary clinton convincing barack obama that uh it it, everything that i've read is i mean obama went along with it but that was hillary clinton pushing that so for all the people who are saying oh after the trump years how could you possibly say that hillary wouldn't have been at least as bad no she would have been terrible it's hard to fathom what she would have been like as the actual president but I, I mean, am certain we'd be whenever in somebody any wars right now. Whenever somebody says, "I think Hillary Clinton would have been better than Donald Trump," uh, the only response I can think of is, "What does it matter now?" At this point. At this point. What difference at this point? That's a. That's what. That's does what. That's matter? the quote. <laughs> Yeah. What difference? But, what does it, but honestly, does what does that even matter now at this point? It does, right? Nothing. <laughs> it does. That was really a a, a a nihilistic statement. There, it's like, well, nothing matters now. It's basically nothing, what yeah. she's saying. <laughs> Just nothing. She nothing means that, yeah. anything. There is no purpose. There is none. Um, WikiLeaks also helped uncover evidence of civilian killings carried out by U.S. troops during the war in Iraq, including mm-hmm. uh, the the shocking video footage that I'm certain most of us, if not all of us, have seen of the crew of an Apache helicopter killing Reuters journalists and others during the 2007 attack in Baghdad. Yep. Ryan Williams, while signing off for the final time on NBC, insisted he was there. I believe him. Did you see so, that? Uh, sign first of all, phone? remember there are alternative universes. So in a way, Brian is everywhere. There's nowhere Brian Williams hasn't actually been. So he's not, in the truest sense of the word, he's not lying. But in most other senses, he is. <laughs> in the in the purest, most abstract version of truth, he's telling it. 
in the version of truth where there is no non-truth he's telling the truth in every other version it goes downhill pretty quickly really uh, quickly really but quickly. uh also uh it is because of um of wikileaks that we know about uh edward snowden's uh, uh revelation about the nsa spying on every single i thought that was Glenn greenwald i thought that was glenn greenwald uh, i thought that was wikileaks now you have me I, I i thought he went to report it to uh greenwald when he was still at the intercept and I thought he... the intercept was reality winner i may be wrong hold okay. on i can't remember now hold on yeah, I know WikiLeaks has published so much, so much. But I thought that uh, the Edward Snowden NSA was, uh, I thought that was Greenwald. Uh, Snowden... Yeah, according to Rolling Stone, which, you know, that's just the top thing that came up when I said, uh, it says uh, that. Oh, so, okay. So WikiLeaks helped him with his escape to the, um, to Russia out of, out of the, yeah, to Russia out of the U S right. Okay. All right. I knew WikiLeaks was involved, but then, then I remembered you're right. It was Greenwald that released it. So, um, they helped with Ed Snowden. Uh, we knew about, uh, um, uh, we knew about, uh, Hillary Clinton deleting all of her emails, uh, and also about Hillary Clinton. Uh, we knew about Hillary Clinton, uh, working with the democratic party to rig the primary, to, uh, to make sure that she became the, uh, nominee in 2016. Over Bernie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 work, the actual journal journalistic work that WikiLeaks has done, where they have gone out and they've gotten the documents and they checked them and they said, okay, let's release this, is second to none to basically any other media outlet in the world. Yep. In the world. And now and they don't even because... they don't even add their uh they don't even really add any editorial. They literally just release it. Here, go look at it, go find out for yourself. Here's the it's like the purest yeah. form of journalism. Here. Go find out for yourself. Right. Figure you can you can read it, you can research it, you can figure out what this says and what this means all you want. Yep. Uh and now because of this there is the potential criminalization of standard journalistic practice. No. This could mean no more secret sources, no unnamed sources. No, during, during the, uh, one of the big things that I had a lot of issues with Trump, a lot of them, but one of the big ones was they're talking about some unnamed source at the White House. Why don't we know the name of the source? Why won't they release the name? There shouldn't yep. be any unnamed sources. Well, you can't have named sources because that person will get fired or that person will no longer be invited to meetings or 
there will be repercussions. That person could get suicided, Um, whatever. Like that is why you have unnamed sources. That is why journalists go to jail to protect their sources because you do not want the names of your sources getting out. If you let one of them leak, you know, like the source did, if you let one of them leak, you will never get another source ever again, ever again. And now because documents were released, all of that could go away and you will have state sponsored media 100%. So this has obviously alarmed press freedom advocates and people like us, people like you who are watching and listening. And it imagine a world where Nixon, who at the time was considered to be the reincarnate of Satan. By many, he probably still is. Um, But he was considered to be the reincarnate of Satan. If he had charged Woodward and Bernstein with espionage for the Watergate story and not revealing the name of Deep Throat, that would have been so outlandish, he wouldn't have had time to resign. He would have been impeached day one. That was in 1973? Three, yeah, three. Yeah, 1973 is when that story broke. I think he resigned in 74. Um, WikiLeaks was 2011. So in what, 30 years, 30 years, 40 years? 37 years, yeah, yeah. 37 years. In 37 years, that was the swing that we saw. Imagine if the authors of the Panama Papers were charged with espionage. Imagine if the people who leaked Iran-Contra, uh, they, the espionage, just flat out espionage. Just all of these people who were leaking this stuff to the media, all of it, espionage. Some of the greatest political scandals of our lifetimes, of longer than our lifetimes, because I know the mean age of our audience um so in your parents lifetimes um many of those whitewater gate all of this stuff yes yeah lewinsky gate uh whitewater gate uh so like there there are so many that we couldn't even try to list them if we wanted to yeah um it it is absolutely insane that the that the U.S. has now said, okay, because Chelsea Manning was a sergeant, I believe. I don't remember what she was. I don't remember her ty- her her, yeah. her rank. No, her rank. Uh, yeah, because she was a sergeant, and because she found out that what the U.S. was doing was absolutely uh, unethical, immoral, and against uh, so many codes uh, that she leaked the information to julian assange who puts it online now he's being charged with espionage no absolutely not if so mark felt for anybody who doesn't know that's deep throat mark felt should have gotten an espionage charge and so should woodward and so should Bernstein. exactly exactly and then not just in the u.s because what's going to happen now is as the u.s criminalizes foreign correspondence which is essentially what this is 
uh, so will other countries. Do you think that the stuff you're finding out about that's happening in other countries, especially in oppressive totalitarian regimes in other countries, that's getting that's coming from like a press relief from that government? No, it's coming from sources that are illegally being leaked in those countries illegally. And then we all find out because of it. That's journalism. The whole purpose of that's journalism. journalism. It's journalism. It's literally the, the purpose of, of the idea of journalism is the idea of exposing the truth from those in power to the rest of us so that if we're going to have a democracy that is the least bit informed, it has to have a robust, independent, and fearless journalistic aspect to it or else we're just all clapping like seals to whatever the government says. And now you understand why uh, corporate media is the way it is now. Because they get hand-fed stuff from the government that they repeat as the truth. Or they can find out the real truth and risk going to prison for it. Or risk losing advertisers because... Or even risk losing advertisers, yeah. You're going to... Yeah, so it, take a look at uh, The Intercept. Who I, That's who Greenwald worked for, right? Was the Intercept. Yeah, Greenwald was, is The Intercept. Or was the interview? Okay, so yeah, because I know he left recently because he hated how media was going. But uh, recently, the Intercept uh, released the information on the U.S. funding gain of function research in Wuhan, yeah. China. Mm-hmm. Okay, so theoretically, where they got that information, I think that was from a Freedom of Information Act, and they just went through decades of stuff. But um, you know, they're now giving out government secrets that are you know readily available but still giving out government secrets and could but, but be here, here's the thing if they effectively stop the ability of people to to find it and leak it what's the what that they then they don't have to abide by freedom of information act or they could say oops it's all been destroyed it, it's that fact that it could get released and be a further embarrassment that keeps them in check to release it in the first place. So no, they wouldn't release it without that that check. We'd never know if if it ends up turning out that you know the U.S. government or another government inadvertently or or intentionally created this virus and then it leaked. That completely changes everything. But if they, if right. that can't be released, then we're all sitting here not knowing. And the Intercept also uh, did that story. We covered it um, about the app, about the app that you can get and you text somebody and it puts a tracker on their phone and then gives you oh, all yeah, the yeah. information yep. from their phone. Yep. And it's be- it was being tested in Israel and like 32 heads of state had the virus or the malware Saudi Arabia was phones. using it, yeah. Yeah, Saudi Arabia was using it. Um, the Intercept released that. Had the U.S. been involved, could have been espionage, and yeah. that and that reporter now would be guilty of espionage under these uh, un- under these conditions. And it is a terrifying time. And so, Trevor Tim, who is the executive director of the Freedom of the Press Foundation, uh, said on Friday that. He said that United States prosecutors continued to push for this outcome is a betrayal of the journalistic principles the Biden administration has taken credit for celebrating. True. As brave whistleblowers have explained for decades, this kind of abuse of the Espionage Act against sources and now journalists and publishers 
is an embarrassment to basic ideals of justice and to core First Amendment values. This is one of the greatest affronts on the First Amendment in the last 30 to 40 years, I would say, because they are literally attempting. You can sit there and you can say, yeah, what Facebook does is an affront to to my First Amendment, what Twitter does. No, that's different because that's Twitter and Facebook, private companies doing it to you. We don't agree with it, but it's a private company doing it. This is the government stopping a journalist from reporting or releasing information that they receive. This is the greatest affront to the freedom of the press, which is one of the very first things that they put into the Constitution for a reason, which is more evidence to support the Constitution's a piece of paper, and if the men in charge don't want to listen to it, then it's meaningless. Oops. Act accidentally accidentally anarchisted you just now. Oopsie. So uh, we did get a good question. I'm glad that it was asked. Uh, Travis Bull Johnson, who is uh, a libertarian who's running for Congress in, uh, in Minnesota. Man. What's that? Love that man. That man, he, he he's is a great. Uh, Travis is a fantastic great, guy. Great, I'm glad he asked. Great this. person. Just wonderful person. And he asked, so where is the line drawn? If someone leaks all troop deployments during wartime, is it protected if it's reported? Well, Travis, that's an excellent reason why the government should be declaring war before it sends troops off to war. Because if it's war, then there's a different standard for things related specifically to the war. But... When there is a uh, when, when it's you know when we're in this not war war, then the rules are different. I think the line that any you know reasonable judge or any reasonable person that's looking at this would take is: Is there an active threat to the safety of people who are keeping us safe? If that's the case, then yes, it needs to proceed. If it's not, or, or then then that should be considered espionage and, and prosecuted uh, thusly. If it's not then it means the government shouldn't be doing it and we should definitely know about it. So if it isn't actively, you know, going to put someone in, in danger or if it's putting someone in danger who is doing something that is not actually needed or protecting us and, and or might even be making things worse, as many of these disclosures have demonstrated that we were actually made less safe by them, then we need to know them. So, you know, that puts the onus on the government. If you're going to put Americans in harm's way, make it something that would stand up to show that, well, we needed to not let people know because they're doing something like, for example, troops protecting us. And I mean actually protecting us, not being in a foreign country doing the bidding of central bankers and foreign dictators and cartels and terror groups and central and, 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 and uh, military contractors and, and energy uh, contractors. But instead, if they were, you know, on our borders or near our borders protecting us, then yes, that's something that if someone released that information uh, domestically, then that would be considered espionage. Here's another aspect to that. Julian Assange is not an American citizen. He doesn't actually owe anything to the US or the US government. Even by their own definition, he is a foreign citizen who was reporting for, it was reporting for everyone, but he's a foreign journalist who's engaging in, uh, you know, uh, journalistic practices. Now, 
could the government try to prevent him from getting the information or something like that? Sure, but that's different than charging someone with espionage. Uh, I, I will tell you that our freedoms and safeties are far better served by us having more access in general, having more access to the secrets of this government and other governments around the world than for us to rely on them because it could potentially harm troop safety. But no, it, it, there's definitely a line, uh, but I would say that the... Um, you know, I would say that the line is is certainly closer to our uh, our transparency. We're the ones being robbed. We're the ones being ordered around. We need to know what's happening, and we need to know uh, as 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 much as possible. So, but that is an excellent that's an excellent question. Um, excellent question. It is. It is. Um, and I'll tell you, this whole thing it, it it's unfortunate. I I hope that Julian Assange's prosecutors are as bad as Jelaine Maxwell's are um, because it's, it's you know, we, and I say we, all human beings on this planet, deserve to be able to know more about what's being done with the money that's being robbed from us and the power and control and freedom that's being taken from us. And the only way that's going to happen is with a, a, the occasional gut check to government to keep them in line. And, and this does... Uh, uh, you know that this 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 is this pushes us more towards media just being a, a, a repackaging of uh, or really just a, a, a mouthpiece for prepackaged government propaganda, which is increasingly what media is, and it's the stick and carrot approach. If you if you just tell them what we tell you to tell them, then you know you get all these special access and everything else. If you tell them what's really happening, well, we're gonna suicide you. We're going to we're going to, you know, we're going to put we're going to prosecute you for it. It's very unfortunate. And um, go ahead. So real real quick before you jump to the next one. Um, I think that this is such for the whatever the prosecution team is. Is this is this going to be a public trial or is this going to be more of the uh, uh, God, why am I blanking on the name? The secret trials. Oh, like Jelaine Maxwell? Oh, you mean like Secret yeah. Secret? Uh, the, yeah. the, uh, I don't think they're treating him as a criminal, as like a military detainee. So I do think it'll be a civilian trial. I think it'll be like similar. It's not going to be like the Gitmo trials. It's going to like where they're in front of a okay. tribunal. I think it'll be, I think it'll be more like Jelaine Maxwell. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say if it's if it's a uh, one of the military tribunal thing trial kind of things, mm-hmm. that will be such a slam dunk for prosecutors because nobody will hear about it. It won't matter. Yep. It won't matter. Like they'll be able to say whatever they want. And they'll they will, and even if they don't, the judge will still go. Yeah, I don't care what the jury says. You are still going to prison. Like I think the fix is in on that one hard. And I know that they've uh, made they've made some sort of arrangement, or they've offered an arrangement with Australia, uh, the bastion of freedom that that place is, uh, to have Julian stay there. If he's well, in fact, that was there. actually uh, that was actually one of the many promises that they've made to the British government is that if Julian requests it, then they will let him uh, do his time, whatever time he gets in an Australian prison, uh, as opposed to an American one again, right. 
they have absolutely no reason to abide by any of this or no. let him live because they're already talking about high risk of suicide and he's having mini strokes and all of this other stuff and then suddenly he's not alive anymore and that's terrible what a sad conclusion but he was an espionage spy what a scumbag he was and that's the end of that and i i i do i think the fix is in i hope i'm wrong oh i hope i'm wrong I, but i he feel so he he pissed off he pissed off the right by leaking stuff about george bush back in 2011 and then yep. uh he pissed off Obama about because he leaked stuff at the same time. And then he pissed off Hillary Clinton in the DNC when he leaked the Hillary Clinton stuff. And yep. everybody was like, oh, he supports Trump. He just wants Trump to win. And then he was held up and then he was arrested. And now, like, I am not willing to go out on a limb and say that Julian Assange is a good guy. Won't do it. Don't know have no idea i don't know if that rape uh charge is credible well the the government of uh what is it sweden uh sweden. yeah they didn't think it was because they dropped the charges um the uh now some of that was because on some of the charges the statute of limitations had worn out but on some of them they didn't have sufficient the, the other ones where there wasn't a statute of limitations or it hadn't worn out yet they uh they decided there wasn't sufficient evidence so the only thing they had was, oh, he ran away. Well, he ran away because he was trying not to be detained because he knew that that would be the opportunity for the government to do what they're doing, the U.S. government to do what they're doing now and right. push for so his extradition. So, so, no. So, yeah. Like, I won't say he's a good guy, but I will say he does not deserve to go to prison for what he has done here, what they are charging with him here. No, no, definitely this is, not. This is an affront to the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press. And yep. this will be a precedent that you won't get back. Exactly. 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 And I'll tell you something. I, I, I do want to end the, the show on a, on a good note though. Um, because uh, did I tell you about my trip recently to SeaWorld? No. no, I didn't tell you about my SeaWorld trip. No. Oh, so I went to uh, I went to a place, yeah, SeaWorld. Um, it's got the um, the fish, and mm. uh, it all it has the um, it has the dolphins and the stingrays. It's a it's a fish. It's a living. It's a it's a fish zoo. It's a zoo for liquid it's a zoo. It's a liquid zoo, and I went and I went zoo. to the to the the, the liquid liquid zoo. And I went there and I, I, I got, um, I, there was a bit of a mix up at the front and I, I got my, I did get my tickets. There were, there were, I bought them online and they, they had, there was a mix up there and I had to show them my ID and then, and then, and I got my, uh, I got my tickets, uh, and I'm walking into, into SeaWorld and who do I see, but the stingrays. And so I, I am, am, I'm, you can feed the stingrays. They'll give you stingray food and you, and you feed the stingrays. And that was a great pleasure. And then I, I, you know, I, I go and I walk away from that. And then what is it that I happen upon? The, the penguins. And I see them, I see the penguins, which is weird because they're not fish, but they're kind of like fish-like. And so yeah, it's like a fishy, it's like they're like fish adjacent. 
And so had a great time with the penguins. They're flopping around and doing their whole thing. And I go and I look and there's a past the penguins off in the distance. There's there's a dolphin exhibit. And I went and I said, oh, let me let me look at the at the dolphins. And I go and there standing before me is Jacques de Gatineau. And I and he's sitting there. He's feeding the the young that he's feeding the young dolphins, the, the baby dolphins. And I said, Jacques de Gatineau, what has happened? And he said, uh, my job is to give food to the baby dolphins. Uh, you know, like how I have, uh, made sure you had food. I do now for the dolphins. Uh? And I said, Jacques de Gatineau, we had such high hopes for you back in France. And we, everything we hoped that you would one day lead us to greatness and put us back on the map, not just for France, but for all of France, the whole nation of France, as we call it in French. Uh, and so, and, and he, I said, Jacques de Gatineau, what are you doing? This is, you've ruined everything. You're not serving your potential at all. And he said, well, I think I serve a youthful porpoise. Because the the dolphins are are babies. Yeah, yeah, no, you you youth youthful porpoise. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, French edition. Um. Hey, fun fact, really fun facts. Yeah. I'm going to give you right now. Um, okay. Never do that again. Right now, mm-hmm. Muddied Waters Media is the number 13 political podcast in Italy. Really? Yeah. Still haven't charted in the U.S., people, but we were number two in Italy. Slovenia for a while, yeah. and uh, now we're number 13 in Italy. So there's people like, eh, Matt didn't spike. Yeah. Is that Italian? I like a Madden a Spike. You know what I want to watch? A Madden a Spike on a Muddy Waters Media. Yeah, number 13. Number we have 13. charted in so many countries. That aren't America. We charted in Japan. Yeah, that aren't America. We charted in Japan. Mm-hmm. We charted in Slovenia. We charted in Italy. We charted in Brazil. Uh, we charted in... I don't remember the others. Those are the only four I can remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, this could be you. This could be us, but you're not Slovenian. Um, so or Italian. For, or Italian or Brazilian or, or Japanese or, or whichever other one. And not, and you're definitely not from Esquimalt, France. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. We had a great time. Thank you for listening to my hour and a half long joke. And, uh, I uh, we have a really great guest coming up. So on Wednesday, that is tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern, I on my fellow Americans, that's my show. I have high res and Jimmy Levy again. Hopefully this time my streaming service will work. 
and I won't have to reschedule again. We will see, but I feel good about it because it's been working so far so good. This Twitch is not making me excited though. That's not making me happy, but we'll see We'll see how it goes uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Hi Res and Jimmy Levy, of course, uh, have some new uh, albums uh, or new songs uh, that charted, actually were, were on the Billboard charts. Uh, uh, this is a war and, uh, welcome to the revolution. Um, and, uh, high res, uh, is a very popular rapper with millions of followers. Uh, I'm one of them. And, uh, it turned out, I, I reached out to him about the possibility of him being on my show. Turned out he follows me and is a fan of mine and retweets my stuff off. And so that worked out well. Um, and, uh, so we're going to have uh, him on the show. And then on Thursday, you've got a a really incredible guest, Matt. Tell tell us about him. I'm 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 excited that we're giving him the airtime he needs. He yeah, no, I'm 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 excited to have uh, him on. Uh, I have Dave Womack coming on on Thursday on the Writers Block, eight o'clock Eastern. And for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Dave Womack is one of the fourteen thousand libertarians that were elected in Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> in just that one town. In just that one town. He's one of the 14,000. Um, but he is coming up against uh, some adversarial issues because there is something in his past that came to light. And because of it, the people on the board that I believe he got elected for uh, are trying to block him from being able to take his seat that he won in an election. Yep. So we are going to be, I'm certain, talking about that. Either that or we're oh, going yeah. to talk movies. I'm not sure. Um, hey, you could talk both. You could talk both. Yeah, I could. You can yeah. tell them about so, the bigger travesty, which is that Titanic won the Oscar. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the <laughs> no, if you if you have to say it, just... I don't. I don't. Mm, nope, I don't. Mm -mm. I do not have to do that. That'll be longer than my yeah, Jacques to got to know story. It would. It really, really would today. I mean, you know what's really upsetting is that the whole purpose behind it is that they're trying to make uh, Jack, Jack and uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Rose. Rose out to be these great people. And yet Rose is like the biggest scumbag ever. But whatever. Biggest scumbag ever. Wor worst villain in movie history is Rose from Titanic. Yeah. Anybody who says Ginny from Forrest Gump is just wrong because wrong. Rose from Titanic, to sum, it, <laughs> to sum it up in the shortest amount of time possible, this 98-year-old terrible human being who has hung on to something that would have set her family up for life uh, if she had sold it to auctioned it to some museum or collector or whatever, uh, yeah. could have not had money issues ever in her life, hung on to it yeah. forever, sat there and told this boring ass story to this boat full of people who paid for her to go out there because apparently that's where she wanted to die for whatever reason. Uh, and the purpose finally, of her going out there was to try to find this thing. To, to find the thing that she already had. Yeah because yep. she's a lying whore. Um, and when she finally dies on this poor guy's boat who wasn't able to find the thing because she had it and then she drops it into the ocean, 
she goes to hell i can only hell. assume no, because no, she's hell. that she's terrible of, it's got to be hell it has to be hell and in the afterlife she meets up with the guy she knew for a weekend and not the man that she later met had children with had grandchildren with watched him slowly decay yeah. over time and sat yeah. by him while he died not that yeah. guy not the guy that was allegedly the you know person that she loved for what one could only assume was 75 years no yeah. not him the guy she knew for a weekend and cheated on her fiance yeah. rose is awful and she should have and- moved the fuck over and that, yeah, exactly. So not only that, so she's in, the reason she wasn't with her husband is because he's in heaven. So what she went, she went to hell. And well, that's, that's a valid point. So, so another, that is a another, valid uh, point. data point demonstrating she's in hell. She went to hell with the guy she murdered. <laughs> right. With the guy she murdered who welcomed her and was like, well, you were the last person I slept with. So I guess you're good enough. I mean, God, that movie's so stupid. And Goodwill Hunting, and as good as it gets, Goodwill Hunting, as good as it gets, both far superior movies. Helen Hunt. Far superior performances. Helen Hunt. Helen she was Hunt. fantastic. Helen Hunt. She was Jack so good Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Cuba Gooding Jr. cast of characters. This was Cuba instead... Gooding Jr. before Boat Trip. This wow. was Cuba Gooding Jr. when he could not make a bad movie. He had done a run of fantastic. And then he made Boat Trip. But, he made Boat Trip and it's just been. Yeah. And then I don't know if he's, he played OJ in that thing. I don't know what else he's done. Um, he's an Oscar winner. Um, God, that movie's so stupid. And the fact that they, they just want, they wanted their first billion dollar movie. That's it. They wanted the first billion dollar movie and they got it with that piece of crap. But Which what do you got expect, beat by that other What do you expect from a bunch of pedophiles and well That's her nude scene, she was a little old for the pedophiles, but No, I meant the producers. But the uh the so that's going to be your guest on Thursday, Dave Womack. Uh, <laughs> then on uh, then on Monday, join us for another amazing episode of Mr. America, The Bearded Truth with Jason Lyon. His guest is going to be Dan Taxationist Theft Berman, uh, a really fantastic guy. And uh, Love that, man. then join us right back here next Tuesday for another fan freaking, oh, excuse me, I'm hiccuping. Fan freaking tastic episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events Is, like the chipper little. I think, I believe, that next Tuesday would be the Christmas special. Yes, next Tuesday is the Christmas holiday special of the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I are gonna Christmasly Christmas our way through Christmas, and Matt. If someone were to hopefully, look for Muddy Waters... Hopefully we have a video from Tom Arnold. Oh, oh, and We'll have to ask for that, because I hope so. Yes, we will. So, Matt, if someone were to look for us on this internet thing, 
Uh, is that even possible? And if so, how it, would they it, even do such a thing? It is possible, Spike. Oh, wow. Future best man. You may not have been vice president, but you will be best man. Well, that's a better, I mean, it's a better role, frankly. It is a better role. It, it's more suiting. It is more you. suiting. <laughs> All one would have to do is head on over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yes, head over to anchor.fm slash muddy waters. There you can hear the dulcet, sweet, sultry tones of our voice. Buttery. As we whisper. Like butter. As we whisper our way through these closings, instead of staring into our beautiful steely blue eyes, which you can see much better on Spike than on me, because Zoom downgrades us to 720. Yes, and also I have like much larger LED panels than I actually need. This is the lowest setting. (laughs) They're really big. That's what she said. While while you're there, you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air on Tuesday nights. Or, Jesus Christ. Or, or you can. You look like an art house movie from the 90s. Wow, it's so bright. It made my green screen come back. Yeah. Or you can subscribe to get access to the subscribers only group on Facebook to get access to exclusive content, 10% off at the Muddied Waters store, a special subscribers only code at defythepower.com. Yes. And access to the Muddied Zoom once a month. The muddied Zoom. Or you can find this. Or you can find this in every other. Say it again. Muddiedwatersmedia.com. Yes, that worked. Okay. Uh, Folks, thanks so much for tuning in again. And if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go check my everything between now and tomorrow's show to make sure it works. But thanks again for tuning in and we love you very much. We couldn't do this without you. We're so happy to be you a part of it, to have you be a part of all of this. And we will see you tomorrow, Thursday, Monday, and back here on Tuesday. And where we're going, we don't need rope.